Hello, everyone. Welcome to the CMEX podcast. This is already episode 13. My name is Brenda Lee, and today I'm with Clarissa McCallum, and we're going to be talking with Jonathan Merriam, our Jersey program manager, about all things jerseys and August proofs. Uh, if you didn't tune in last time, Jonathan has been with CMEX for quite a few years, but for those who don't know him, he was the president of the American Jersey Cattle Association for four years and led sire selection, mating, and marketing at Alum Farms and lives right in the heart of dairying in California near Modesto. Jonathan, welcome back. Thank you. Good morning. Happy and glad you had had me. Thank you. Um, Well, we'll get right into it. Um, We had a great proof round on Tuesday for jerseys. Did you see any surprises within CMEX or within the industry on Tuesday? Uh, actually, not really surprises. Uh, over the past uh, few years, there's kind of been a bull or two that has had some big changes, but we didn't see that this round, and it was nice. It actually kind of builds more confidence in the genomics. Uh, there's been some, uh, I guess, some questions in them, but based on this round, we didn't have the questions because we didn't have the big changes. Uh, with CMEX, we actually had... Uh, a few of our, uh, I guess, first bulls that we kind of started with our partnership with Vieira Dairy, uh, and they had their uh, basically first round of of daughter proofs and uh, stayed fairly consistent. Uh, So we were kind of hoping that a couple would have a big jump, uh, but uh, it's actually probably better that they didn't because that builds that confidence in the proofs when they don't change a lot for their genomics. Uh, like uh, we had Tenpenny, Clapton, Sinatra, and Van Halen are kind of some standouts that have been used uh, through the program. Uh, they each added a fair number of daughters, anywhere from 50 to 500 in their proof, and didn't change more uh, than really 5 to 15 JPI points, uh, which can actually change the ranking, but when you're adding that many daughters and not changing more than uh, five to 15 points, that's uh, pretty confident in in your proofs. And a couple went down a little. Uh, Sinatra actually went up 17 JPI points, uh, went up in production. And so that was nice to see, but it gives you that confidence uh, in the genomics uh, that I think we need in the Jersey breed. And so felt good about that. Uh, Chief maintained his uh, status as a high production bull, uh, still at over 1,900 of milk and about 150 CFP. And he actually added to his uh, worldwide appeal, I guess, as he now has enough daughters in Canada. He actually uh, became the number one uh, Jersey bull for uh, LPI and pro dollars. Uh, actually passing Vivaldi, who's now number two, but Vivaldi has had that spot for a number of years, and now Chief is is number one and also ranks very high in the UK, and I think we'll see him do that in other markets as he has more and more daughters uh, throughout the world. Uh, just a tremendous uh, bull and Chief, and breeders uh, love them a lot in the US, or second calf, actually towards the end of their second lactation, and just lot of breeder satisfaction. And then another excitement uh, was uh, Caspian in uh, on the Canadian proofs. 
just uh, a bull that we've been watching. There's been excitement from breeders as they've been milking his daughters uh, in their early lactation. Uh, and now he's on the among the proven bulls. Uh, he actually came in at uh, number 10 for LPI and actually second on the pro dollar right behind Chief. And uh, so just nice to see a bull like that who's had a lot of excitement. And now that we see the uh, actual genetic evaluation uh, demonstrating or proving what the breeders uh, thought would be there. Uh, a lot of excitement in his daughters, uh, youthful cows, uh, milking well, working hard, uh, but also doing well uh, when it comes to type and in the show ring. And so just, uh, a day that we kind of built confidence in our system, but also some excitement and and how the bulls are are maintaining their levels and and transmitting well, uh, transmitting uh, breeders can be satisfied with the daughters that they're getting. Yeah, for sure. And with uh, Vivaldi being long gone, you know it, it's great yeah. to see Chief take over that spot for for CMEX and the industry. So uh, exactly. you know, yeah. having a number one bull available is pretty important. So yeah. you, you touched on it a bit, but one of the things we were really proud at CMEX of over the long run, and especially this run in both our Holsteins and our jerseys, is that they're long lasting. Like you were talking about the stability of the proofs. And um, what's interesting is that we're also seeing sires of these sons topping the list too, you know, adding to the credibility and, and the stability and longevity of the lineup. So we talked about Chief a little bit, but I think, you know, if maybe you could give us some insight into his sons that are coming and and next we'll talk about, you know, the Cocoa Puff family at Lencrest and how Caspian is just the first of many of her sons that we've got ready to go at CMEX. Uh, yeah, happy to. Uh, that's, you talk about longevity and, and an impact that a sire can make. Uh, Chief, who we're talking about, he's been towards the top of the US system since his daughter started calving a couple years back. And now he moves to the top in Canada and we're seeing him elsewhere. Well, he was popular as a genomic bull, so uh, he's got a number of sons and actually his oldest sons will have daughters calving probably this fall and winter. I don't know if they'll have proofs in December, but by next April, we'll already see chief sons uh, with proofs. And so that's exciting to see his genetics making such an impact. And we're not that far away to from seeing how his sons are going to impact. Uh, one of his oldest is uh, Spiral uh, in our program. And he's just, uh, he's seen a lot of, he's been very popular, seen a lot of usage. Uh, so he'll have lots of daughters coming in over time. It won't just be a big slug at the beginning, but they'll continue to come in because of his popularity. He has sons that rank well, so we're seeing him, him transmit. So it'll be exciting to see what his daughters are like when they start calving in uh, later this year. Uh, Margin is another uh, chief son from River Valley that's very popular, uh, has uh, basically ranked in the top five for cheese merit uh, for the last year. Uh, and just doing a, a tremendous job uh, starting to transmit. He's actually got a couple sons over 900 cheese merit already. So a lot of excitement uh, with him. And then other uh, sons that we're kind of familiar with that have seen some usage actually both 
in the US and Canada, uh, Devour, Pretenders, and To Be Famous, uh, just to name a few of the, of the older sons uh, that are gonna have an impact uh, in North America and, and globally as we see some of these being used uh, elsewhere. And so there's a lot of excitement in the older ones, but uh, the thing is when you've got a bull like Chief who was popular as a genomic uh, bull and then ranked so well once his daughter started calving, he was used again as a sire of sons. And so uh, some of his higher sons are actually coming in now. Uh, of course, uh, means that we don't have all of them, uh, uh, but that's that's okay because it's gonna benefit the breed and in turn, we'll be able to utilize those genetics down the road. Uh, but the, he does have a couple sons over 900 cheese merit as well. Uh, but we've got uh, a fair number that are uh, coming in over 800 cheese merit. These are younger bulls, so they're not quite uh, to collection stage yet, but they're in the pipeline. And, and so kind of bringing that next uh, level of chief, son, chief sons in, again, with his production level at uh, these uh, are over 1500 milk, 150 CFP. And, and they're uh, obviously a little different maternal line than our oldest ones because of bulls that we had available, but some of the exciting ones are actually out of heritage daughters and tenpenny daughters. So again, our uh, the strength of our CMEX young sires that are now getting older, but we can now use those daughters. And that's that's the fun thing about these bulls that really make an impact is you learn more and more about where their strengths are. And as they get older, you can still utilize them in the younger generation of donors that uh, can help with those strengths and also uh, if he's got some weaknesses which uh, his fertility is a little uh, lower we can find some higher uh, dpr daughters to ma to mate and then that next generation not only has his production but the benefits of the maternal side as we learn exactly what he's transmitting so it's very exciting not only what we've got with chief sons that have daughters on the ground but the ones kind of the next generation so to speak uh, that are going to be coming into the program. It's just real exciting to have a bull that is going to make this much of an impact. And what about that Cocoa Puff family? That's also exciting. Uh, and uh, Canada with Cocoa Puff, I was actually able to go to the Lenchrist herd earlier this year when uh, I was attending some meetings in Canada. I was able to see Cocoa Puff as well as uh, some of her daughters and also some of her granddaughters through her sons, uh, not only Caspian, who's the exciting one right now, but Contour, who is actually a flesh mate to Caspian. He's got daughters milking. There's excitement there. He just, his daughters weren't quite at the stage that he got a proven uh, evaluation this time. Uh, but as I went through the herd, a lot of times you could pick out animals that would trace back to Cocoa Puff because they had that same beautiful dairy frame, deep open rib, uh, well-attached udders that are good quality udders. You know that they're gonna milk. And the benefit that Cocoa Puff passes on to her uh, offspring is that high uh, component milk, the high uh, percent butterfat and protein. And you're not only getting the volume, but you're getting that those high components. and. Uh, I think this is just the beginning of what we're going to see. 
uh, how Cocoa Puff is going to benefit the breed. Uh, as you see what Caspian is, is passing on through his daughters, uh, you see those pictures and uh, they are very similar to the Cocoa Puff cow. And she'll she'll make an impact not only in the breed, but a huge impact in uh, with CMEX. As mentioned, uh, Caspian and Contour, her oldest uh, sons, but uh, she also uh, is the dam of broadband, who's uh, the number one uh, pulled bull for uh, pro dollars. Uh, he's a Demos P son. And uh, then she's also uh, been mated to, to Be Famous, who's a chief son. So combining mm -hmm. kind of the best of both worlds. And uh, the resulting uh, son from that mating, uh, he's just coming into the program, uh, still on farm, but uh, he's actually the number one. If you count all bulls, he's the number one genomic LPI uh, bull. He's not on the list because he's not old enough yet, but mm -hmm. based on the numbers, uh, he will be once he's once he enters the program. So I think we're just seeing uh, kind of the tip of the iceberg of how Cocoa Puff is going to benefit uh, the Jersey breed and and the impact that she's going to make through her sons and eventually her grandsons and granddaughters. Uh, just a tremendous cow and it's uh, fun to be able to see a cow that has the genetics that she does and that she's transmitting those genetics. Sometimes we find good cows, but for some reason they don't transmit. But it, it appears that Cocoa Puff is going to transmit the genetics we're looking for in the Jersey breed. Yeah, I mean, you definitely see that in the daughter photos we've got from Caspian. And, and uh, you know, like you said, production cows and, and, you know, show winners. So that's great. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about two specific bulls and cow families, but we're much more than that. Uh, we're not a two-trick pony here. We've got a lot of diversity in our lineup. And from our top 10 JPI bulls, I think there's eight different sires. And I think you told me in our the same number, we have eight different sires in our top 10 cheese merit bulls. Now, you're in charge. That wasn't by accident. No, that wasn't. Uh, <laughs> that's... Uh... That's important. Obviously, when we've got a bull uh, in our lineup like Chief, he'll be used heavily uh, for mm -hmm. sons and, and grandsons. And so he is uh, he does have an influence in our lineup. But it's important to have diversity uh, for a couple main reasons. One is you don't want too much inbreeding. You don't want all of your genetics to kind of be on one line. But also we do see changes in genomics over time. And some bulls do change, uh, whether it's some of their health traits or production traits as they add daughters. And uh, by having that diversity, if, if one line does uh, go down more than you want it to, you've still got some other lines that can help uh, benefit that. And uh, so there's a variety of reasons that it's important to have that diversity. Uh, and uh, we see that uh, in our lineup, the benefits from that. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, our top 10 JPI bulls uh, with stud codes are represented by eight different sires. Uh, roughly half of those are CMEX sires and half of those are uh, from competitors. 
And with cheese merit, it's, it's the same. Our top 10 are by eight different sires. Now they're not the same top 10 in both groups. Some are crossover, but some are different. Mm -hmm. So actually we end up having even more than eight different sires represented in those two groups. And uh, it's important so that we can continue to uh, benefit not only our lineup, but our goal is to continue to improve the Jersey breed, to have those bulls that will make an impact. And diversification is going to do that because you continue to bring bloodlines in that uh, benefit milk or components or fertility uh, or the different health traits that we're looking at. Uh, and another important trait uh, that we like to look at at CMEX is, is the pole gene. And so the more we can continue to uh, again select for those elite individuals, but make sure there's uh, diversity in the pedigrees, uh, it allows us to offer more variety. And so when breeders come to our program, they've got a variety to choose from. They're not all related to Chief, so to speak. Uh, when you've got a bull like Chief and you use him heavy, well, then what do you do the next generation? You can't use his sons. You've got to have something different. And by having the diversity we have, like we mentioned, eight different sires, you actually have bulls to choose from it. You don't go from chief to one other bull and then another one. You've got a variety to choose from. And each one has strengths and some are going to have weaknesses, obviously. Uh, when you get extremes on certain traits, you, you do sometimes sacrifice on others. So that's why if we've got this balance uh, of bulls coming in that offer a variety of traits, uh, that benefits us as a lineup, but also the breed as we continue to move forward, uh, improving the genetics of the Jersey breed as well as her competitiveness in the dairy industry. Yeah, and you mentioned pole, but another another thing we're focusing on is A2A2. If yes. you look at our lineup, I mean, we, are, we have a great A2A2 lineup as well. Yep. Yeah, that's one of the traits that I look at. Uh, a bull will probably talk about a little bit a little later is the boss who most people know of. He's a high cheese merit bull transmitting well, uh, but he is an A1, A2 bull. But he's got sons coming in now, and that's one of the things, because he's got a lot of high sons, that's one of the things that I look at as I select is, is his sons that are A2, A2, so that we can get his uh, good production genetics, and then, but also get that uh, bonus of the A2, A2, because I think we're going to see more, uh, we're going to see that playing a, a bigger role in the milk industry in the future. And so mm -hmm. if we can uh, continue to offer genetics that are beneficial for the breed and offer that A2, A2, that's just uh, putting us ahead. For sure. And you talked a little bit about the boss sons and, and you're excited about those, but are they your most exciting group of sons or what bulls, what genomic young bulls are you most excited about and you want people to take a look at now? Uh, so again, it kind of goes with that uh, diversity. Uh, one of the most exciting uh, young bulls we have, he's uh, only 10 months old, so not quite uh, ready to be selling semen on, uh, but he really kind of exemplifies our program and what we're trying to do. Uh, and that's uh, 
200J1475 uh, Mastodon. He's actually a monarch out of a Sinatra, out of a chief. Uh, actually, the his granddam is the progenesis uh, Madison cow, who's had a tremendous impact in our uh, program. But he's three generations of uh, elite CMEX sires, and he just uh, combines all of that. He's high JPI and cheese merit, uh, good udders, uh, basically break even DPR and good production. So he's just strong across the board. And and that's what we're trying to do with our uh, Jersey program is uh, breed those individuals that can make an impact that are going to improve across the board. And, and he's just a highlight of that program and, and the CMEX breeding. Uh, and then in, uh, so he's kind of the highlight to be watching for. Uh, but we've been releasing uh, recently releasing some uh, exciting bulls. We've got some more coming. I've mentioned some that are over 800 and even 900 cheese merit. But uh, a new trait uh, it's not new for CMEX, but I think it's new uh, for Jer the Jersey breed to talk about. And that's immunity plus. Mm -hmm. And why I kind of say it's new for jerseys is we haven't had very many high Jersey Bulls for Immunity Plus uh, that have had the other traits that everybody's looking for. Uh, but we do now. We've got mm -hmm. elite Jersey Bulls on the JPI list, the cheese merit uh, list, and production traits and health traits, and their Immunity Plus as well. And so that's exciting to see that we can uh, start making a difference in, in that area too. I've already mentioned the boss, he's Immunity Plus. Monarch, the sire of Mastodon, the bull I just talked about is Immunity Plus. Uh, other bulls that have recently re be re been released are Mad Max, uh, Defense, and Hershey. And then in the polled market, we've got Danahi, Ting, and Major League. And so we've got the diversity with Immunity Plus. And for me, that's really exciting. Uh, because I've I've seen the impact that Immunity Plus has made in the Holstein herds that have been able to utilize it for a number of years now. And to have the jerseys that have the elite genetics and that Immunity Plus, I think is real exciting for the jersey breed because we can uh, move forward in that uh, field as well. And so those are just a lot of bulls that I think we've got uh, recent re recently released that are exciting and a number of uh, traits, and we've got more on the way, but I, I think uh, we're just going to continue to grow in that diversity, uh, not only in, in the pedigrees, but also the, the genetic traits that the breeders are looking for. We're going to have uh, bulls that uh, and do have bulls that offer that uh, diversity and elite status. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you work closely, I'll say, with the Vieira Dairy, so, and you visit frequently. So what are you seeing out there? What has you excited at Vieira? So it's that uh, relationship has just really been beneficial to the CMEX program. Uh, I've mentioned some of the bulls that have uh, come from that, those that have uh, just received daughter proofs this time, a uh, couple kind of uh, Younger ones that are making an impact. I've already mentioned the boss. He came through the program. Uh, some highlights with him. He has two sons already that are over 900 cheese merit and 10 more that are over 800 cheese merit. 
So he's just really showing he's transmitting those genetics. And then uh, another bull that came through the VMware partnership that's exciting is Ludicrous. He's the number one CFP bull in the breed at over 170 CFP, just a tremendous production bull. And so those are kind of the positive results uh, we've seen there. Uh, as I uh, go through the corrals, it's it's nice to be close to the Vieira dairy that I can uh, kind of visit there. I try to about once a week, just looking at donors and, and walk in the corrals every so often. But those bulls that I mentioned earlier that have had their first daughter proof, Sinatra, who uh, actually came up in his evaluation, his production came up quite a bit, but he still has that uh, high JUI, and you see that in his daughters. And a, a kind of a nice uh, surprise uh, has been Tenpenny as I walk the corrals. Uh, he's a bull that was has been used heavily because of his production. Uh, he's had a good JUI, but not extreme. Uh, but his uh, JUI jumped almost doubled, and he's actually over seven now with adding 50 daughters into his type proof. And uh, I saw that as I walked the herds before the proofs came out. Uh, you could tell that the cows were going to meet the production levels that his genomics said, but his udders tended to be more youthful than uh, kind of his genomics uh, stated. And we're now seeing that with the evaluation. And so it's it's kind of fun to go through herds like that. And there's others in California that you can go to the herd and actually see 10 or 20 or 30 daughters of a bull, not just one or two. And so it gives you a real uh, good idea of what, uh, what a bull is transmitting and the excitement mm -hmm. there. And so those are some bulls that, uh, we see milking or I've seen milking daughters of and the fun thing there is is they stayed solid this round and we've got a number of their sons coming as well as grandsons through their daughters and so we it gives us even more confidence in using those next generation no for sure and looking into your crystal ball which we like to do here um, in December, we've talked a little bit, you and I, about that there's going to be changes to the JPI formula. And there's something new out there called HTI um, that breeders may or may not be using. Can you tell us, give us some information on both of those things? Uh, yes. Uh, so the AJCA board uh, is looking to update the JPI and JUI formulas. Uh, uh, nothing official yet, so we don't know exactly uh, what that will look like. Uh, what they're looking to do is reduce the number of traits that are in the JPI formula. Uh, and I think that'll benefit the breed right now with the number of traits we have. Yes, we're making progress, but we probably don't make as much progress in the key traits as we'd like to. And so what they're looking to do and hoping to have it in place by December, we don't know yet if they will, but that's kind of their goal. Uh, but what they're doing is uh, reducing the number of traits and so inputting or putting more weight on the key traits like uh, protein and fat, uh, some of the health traits and fertility traits, uh, DPR, uh, productive life and uh, some of the key type traits. 
most of the longevity of cows has been traced to just a few traits such as udder depth and rotor height and fore udder. And so putting more emphasis is kind of what they're looking to do. Uh, again, we'll see how that formula comes out, but that, uh, so there are, could be some changes in obviously numbers and rankings, uh, but I think in the long run, that'll be better for the breed because we'll be able to make bigger progress or greater progress in those key traits, which is what's going to keep the breed competitive and such. Uh, HTI is the health trait index. And that's uh, an index that's been out uh, for a few years, but not, uh, I guess, as heavily used as like JPI and JUI. Uh, there's a lot of uh, indexes and, and evaluations for different health traits. Uh, we've got our Immunity Plus. Uh, there's others, but the health trait index is one that uh, AJCA has developed. Uh, it's a combination of uh, genetic evaluations for health traits uh, like mastitis and ketosis, retained placentas and such. And it goes into an index and then it's, uh, you just kind of use that index to compare it to other bulls. Uh, it's not a large range. It's basically kind of a minus 10 to a plus 10. Uh, obviously the higher the plus, the, the better the health traits are uh, coming from that bull. And so it's something that uh, we look at. Uh, it won't be one of the first traits uh, we look at because the, her the heritability on health traits is lower, uh, but it's definitely something to, to consider if you've got a few bulls that you're not sure which ones, if uh, you find ones are higher on the health traits, that obviously gonna benefit the next generation. So that's, it's one more tool to utilize as you're trying to improve the next generation and see which uh, bulls are are sign the, siring the traits that you're looking for that'll that'll help not just in production but we look at health and that's an example of immunity plus what's going to help with health and the health HTI or health trait index is that kind of along and, the same lines and that's found on the Jersey website yes Jersey website and it'll be on Jersey pedigrees coming from AJCA they'll have that index yep Good, good. So you mentioned a few different daughter groups that you've seen that you're appreciating and enjoying Tenpenny, the boss. What's your favorite group right now? Uh, probably the favorite group is still Chief. Yeah. Because uh, he's a bull that was used, continued to be used even after his initial genomics were released. Uh, so I'm seeing Chief daughters that are now well into their second lactation. Uh, they actually kind of grow into their front end as first lactation. They, they work so hard, there's not a lot of front end, uh, but they do continue to grow. Uh, and that tremendous depth and openness of rib uh, and just quality udders. Uh, when you've got an udder producing that much, it's not going to be that tight uh, little teacup udder. They're going to be a little larger, but the attachments are there, so they're going to last. So overall, probably chief daughters are the ones that I'm still excited about now. Uh, you see some others and I just need to wait until I see a few more. Uh, by way of influence, uh, kind of coming from the maternal side, um, his daughter, Madison, I think is, is really gonna be 
uh, or have an impact on the breed in her own right. Uh, mentioned a couple of her sons, the boss, uh, Monarch, uh, and then uh, you've got grandsons coming uh, either sired by those two bulls or from some of her uh, daughters that we use. Uh, I mentioned that exciting bull in the pipeline Mastodon again goes back to her and she actually has 36 daughters in our uh, programs through the VR partnership. Obviously, we don't use all of them in our donor program, but we do use the elite and uh, among those 36, uh, they have actually average 131 JPI, 630 cheese merit and 12 and a half on udders. Uh, so you can see when she's transmitting like that, she's going to have quite an impact. And it's just really exciting uh, to have a, a cow like that, not only in the Jersey breed, but to be in our program. And so I'm just, uh, I mentioned a couple of bulls that are going to have influence, but I think on the maternal side, she's going to have quite an influence on the breed and particularly our program. Great look to the future. So thank you for being with us, Jonathan. If people have questions about individual bulls, where can they find you? Email. Uh, so uh, I'm happy to talk to anybody and, and such. I'm fairly easy to contact. Email is probably the best, uh, which is just jmerriam at cmax.com. And uh, if we want to talk further, I can uh, give phone number and such, but that's probably the best way to start. Uh, if you want to talk jerseys and you've got uh, questions about our lineup or maybe bulls that you'd like me to consider, I'm happy to visit with you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jonathan. If you like this podcast, give us a four-star review. It really helps others find the show and learn more about CMEX, our people, our programs, and our services.